0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Melanated Story Podcast. I'm your host, Brandy, and happy Friday. It's Friday. I decided to switch the day on when I released these because I was trying to make sure everything was done on a Wednesday, but that was just, that was just too difficult for me. So Thursday is going to be my day where I just make sure everything is ready to go as far as the blog part typed up and all of that stuff. When I'm doing it on Wednesdays, if you notice, like, the show notes is like... Teeny tiny. So, Fridays will be the new day. They will get released every Friday. So, on today's episode, we are going to be talking model calls. This is something that I'm currently going through right now. As you know, that everything that we discuss is something that I am currently planning, experiencing, and all those things. So, I wanted to help you guys get a little insight on how I run my model calls. But we will kind of tackle some of the basics first as far as like why you should do them, when you should do them, how to execute them. All those little details that might help if you never ran one. Now, I do know that when you are in the beginning stages of your career as a photographer, you you technically do a whole bunch of model calls. You're you're gathering your friends and your families, anybody, your coworkers, and you are asking them to take pictures for you. And in return, you're going to give them pictures. Now, a lot of times this goes a couple of different ways. You tell your friends your photographer and you might not give the sessions away for free. You might charge like $50 or something like that. I remember charging $50 and getting my first 50 and thinking, oh my gosh. Now that was back in 2015. So that was just a whole different era. $50 was, I feel like it was a lot, but It's definitely not a lot now, so I'm just appreciating those simpler times. But either way, I remember those beginning stages, and I remember going through the process of just trying to figure out what I like to photograph. Um, I might have said this before, when I first started my business, a lot of times I just was trying, I was just trying to do what everybody else was doing, and I felt like that was the only way to do it. When you are starting a photography business, the hardest thing ever is posing. It seems easy. It really does, and a lot of times it's so difficult that people just kind of give up on it. There's times where I see people posing families, and they're not really posed. They're just standing together, and if that's your vibe, that's that's cool, but for me, I like a lot more connection. I like to have my families interact, So, but then you have to be able to do poses that kind of stand alone on their own, especially... When you're posing like mom solo or kids solo or dad solo, dads are the hardest because they literally only have like two poses like hands in the pocket. I call it and then we'll do the like hand washing thing. We are going to kind of run down why we should be doing model calls. Now keep in mind that model calls should be fun and they should be showcasing your best work period. Okay. Now Here are some reasons why you should be doing model calls. Now, if you need to practice or you're building your portfolio, as we said before, when you are just starting your business, of course, you're going to want to get as many people as you can in front of your business. And you're going to be doing lots of model calls or you're going to be charging pennies on the dollar for a session. Okay. Either way, you just, you're just trying to get practice. Now, another way to practice, maybe you're a little bit more seasoned and you just need to try something a little bit different. I feel like a lot of photographers that go through a busy season, in the slow season, you find a lot of us running these model calls, which is the best time to run a model call. You need to be running them in the winter, in the slow season. You don't want to be, you don't want to have like a lot on your plate whenever you start your whole model call process because you're going to have to dedicate a lot of time to it to execute it at a high level, okay? So, a lot of times we are doing model calls in a slow season because maybe um we just feel rusty. A lot of times in the fall what happens is people want fall pictures and a lot of times that's really really traditionally posed pictures. Now, I am not a fan of traditional pictures at all, but I still get booked for it a lot. And so when I do too much of that, it literally drains my soul, y'all. It is such like, it's the most opposite thing that I want to do. I I really just don't like it. And it doesn't matter what type of session it is. If I have to do a lot of posing, sometimes I have to do the exact opposite, which is just like not doing anything at all and just letting things happen in order for me to kind of reset. So you will see people doing model calls or creative sessions or style shoots just to do the opposite of what they get hired to do you might want to try new lighting you might want to try new locations you might just want to push the boundaries just a little bit more because you're just tired of doing the same thing over and over and over again and that's normal okay so another reason why you would be doing model calls is because if it's slow season so you're gonna want to start pushing out content for the spring The tricky thing about being a family photographer is that a lot of times families just concentrate on getting pictures done in the fall only and they just bypass that whole spring season, which I feel like spring is the best time to take pictures. But everybody wants pictures for Christmas cards, which is which is mind blowing to me that that's the sole reason why people are investing in photos. And they're not even considering the fact that all their photos that they ever have with their family, they're in like winter clothes or fall colors, this is the time where you bring out the pastels and the sundresses and all those pretty, pretty lighter colors. So if you're going to try to push spring photos, You're going to want to start doing some model calls a month or two in advance so you can already have that ready. The only drawback about doing model calls in the winter for spring is sometimes your clients are going to give you a little pushback. If you're in a cold weather climate, they're not going to want to dress in spring clothes, but it's a free photo shoot. I feel like when it's free, you just need to do whatever. I mean, within your moral compass, you don't want to like do some nudity when you're not down for that. But as far as like the clothing, The location and the time yeah if you're if you want some free photos and you love the photographer you need to be down for that okay another reason why you would want to do model calls is because you are doing like a overhaul a business pivot you're wanting to change something in your business on the image aspect maybe you want to add something maybe you've you've been in the family part of the business for a really long time and you want to go to weddings or you want to move to branding or seniors, whatever the case may be, you're going to be doing model calls. And that's pretty much a given. Like you you know, you're going to have to do that. You just can't post it and and they'll come. Oh, in like text form, you can't say, hey, I'm going to be doing branding. No, you got to have the imagery to back it up too. And so if I kind of touched on this, but I put burnout, which is when you kind of want to tap into something more creative because you just did a whole bunch of fall mini sessions and stuff. So one of the last things as a reason why you would be doing model calls, it would be you just went through a series of like education and breakouts and videos and all of these things where you have this new knowledge of something, whether it's styling, whether it's posing, whether it's um, editing, and you're going to want to practice that on somebody that is one of the reasons why you would be doing a model call. You have to implement some of the stuff that you learn. Like you have to try it. When I was going through my season of um, education, I was trying to think of the word, word. I was doing mentorships in all the classes. I don't do it as much now. It's because I'm still trying to implement all of the stuff that I've learned. Because sometimes you can do too much education. So anyhow... When I was in that season, I was doing a ton of model calls. I still do a ton now because I get a lot of traditional stuff. And sometimes, like I said, I have to kind of balance it out with something a little bit more creative. But when you go through that education thing and you've invested a lot of money, you're going to want to practice. So these are reasons why you should be doing model calls. I've had photographers tell me they don't do it because of they don't want to work for free. Well, let me tell you. Your paid clients are not always going to give you what you need. And this is coming from someone that has a large Rolodex of clients, but you wouldn't even know it because I don't post a lot of my client work because a lot of times the client work doesn't represent the work that I actually want to do. I would just be shooting a lot more of what you see on my social and my website. And like I said, I get hired for the wrong reasons all the time. A lot of time people just see it and they're like, Oh, she does pretty work. Can she do this? And it doesn't translate the same when people wear clothing that doesn't match my brand, or they pick locations, or maybe they have a lot of props. Those type of things just really don't match, and you won't you won't see me post that. I've I've tried to like throw that out of my mind and just post everything, but I can't. I literally can't. I like the aesthetic that is out there because that's what I want. I want people to know that I love neutrals. I love pops of black. I want there to be more of the candid imagery versus the posed. So you won't see a lot of the poses, okay? Like I said before, the best time to do them is now, right before spring hits because you want to be ready for spring. Now you can do them in spring, but you definitely don't want to do them in August. August is probably the worst month to do them because of school starting, but you don't want to do them at September and beyond, okay? So January through maybe end of March, because in April, you're going to probably start doing your motherhood stuff, okay? But number one, you're going to need to define your project concept. You need to clearly articulate your theme. You need to have a mood, a location. You need to have like a general idea of the type of person that you want, either personality-wise or some type of physical attributes. It doesn't matter what it is. You need to make sure that you write that down in your visuals, okay? Okay. And also, you're going to have to show those visual aspects to your potential models. They're going to have to see it in order to realize whether or not they're going to be a good fit for that. And a lot of times they're going to say they're a good fit for it, but they're really not. So I'm going to go over some things, too, that you can do to kind of weed people out. And sometimes what you can do, too, is you can write down words. Like everybody has words that inspire them. Things that inspire me is landscape. I love landscape. I love fields and I love the water. So I love the beach and I love the city. Like I love all of it. All of that is beautiful to me. And I feel like the clothing just complements that, but that's that's a whole different conversation. So one of my inspirations is the landscape. I love landscape. I love hands. And not like I'm obsessed with people's hands, but I love tiny baby hands. Touching skin, like on their mom's shoulder or whatever, even holding their hands. I love that. I love sunsets. I'm inspired by blue hour and sunset. I love a good sunlight, but one thing that I really, really love and is the sky. Like I love the sky. And so when you really start to dig deep, those are the things that's going to inspire your work as well. I love the wind. People don't like their hair blowing in the wind, but I love it. I love movement, and I love texture. Those things are pretty basic, but when you really think about it, you want to include those things in this visual, in your inspiration, in your work, okay? So when you're planning, we already just established you need to have your location, your date, your time. You need to have any article of clothing that you That you would want to incorporate either you own it or you want them to purchase like go all the way in because there's nothing worse than going back and forth with a client because they didn't know what type of clothes to wear you just told them over the phone no have a visual make a mood board in canva okay you can do all of that as I present it in my model call guide. I'm going to link my model call guide in my show notes on my website. We'll have like show notes for all the episodes. They're going to be in more detail from here on out because I'm switching my days, but I'm going to have the link to my model call guide. And it's the same exact thing that I send to my clients. It has every detail you can think of in there, but what you're going to want to do is add pictures for inspiration, like show people the type of images you want to take, either your own or even from a photographer. Now it is frowned upon to use photographers work, but I feel like in this case, you're not posting it online. You're not using it on your website. You're just showing it like, Hey, I want cuddly pictures like this. Okay. And I don't use those pictures and try to copy them. I just want to give them a visual. It's kind of like a Pinterest board, basically. Okay, so you want to do all of that and put it out there for them to see and then make sure that they look at it. So when I send my model call guide, they have to read it first before I send them a link to secure the model call session. And I tell them, I was like, okay, if you are ready to move forward, the first thing you're going to have to do is look at this guide. After reading this guide, if you want to continue the process of securing this session with me, just give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Usually at this point, we're probably texting or emailing or however however it goes. Sometimes it is a DM, which is random. I don't know how we end up in DMs, but sometimes. And maybe that's because sometimes I do reach out to past clients. And even if I've worked with them before, I don't really give them too much special treatment. It's the same exact things. They have to agree to that. And they have to sign a model contract. They have to do everything that a regular person does. I just have to do less work building a relationship because I already know them. That part makes it easier. And they know how I shoot. They know how I edit. They know how I work, which makes it way easier. Okay. So number two. So number two on the steps of doing your model call is like, how are you funneling these applications and yes it's an application you need to word it like that too if this is a, you're applying to work with me at this point okay so you want to work on the back end like you have your visuals done you want to work on the back end you want to have everything ready before you go live with looking for a client okay so you're going to have to get your landing pages ready, your contracts ready, questionnaires ready. Those things need to be ready and secured and all of that stuff. And with my landing page, I put every requirement that I'm looking for. It's a little bit more detailed than like what I would put on my Instagram post or something like that. It has everything. It will have, excuse me, it will have If they need to purchase anything, the date, the time, the location, it will have information about the retainer. It will have information about me posting. It will also tell them like when I'm going to get back to the person that I choose. I'm only going to contact the person that I choose. Back in the day, I probably would have felt obligated to reach out to everybody individually, but I'm no longer doing that. I don't have time. Okay. You need to have a questionnaire. The most important thing is the questionnaire, more so than the landing page. I just have one, okay? You need to have their name on there, their phone number, their email, their social media handles. So a lot of times, I'm going to continue with what's going to be on the questionnaire, and I'm going to have a copy of that on um, in my show notes, but a lot of times, you can go the route of saying, hey, email me a little bit about yourself. That's perfectly fine, and send me a photo, The only reason why I don't do that is because sometimes I lose the emails because there's nothing that I can key in to find it because everybody's typing in different things. And then these, everybody's names are, you know, unique names. I can't remember that. I usually get like a lot of junk mail and it gets lost. So I will create a questionnaire on my landing page and it is built into my website. So I'm using Squarespace. In the past, it was Pixie Set. So the reason why I do that is because whenever I get all these submissions, I could type in in my search for my email, Pixie Set or Squarespace, and it's automatically going to pull up all of these emails because it's coming from them, from from the web host. So the reason why I don't do it through my CRM is because I don't want a bunch of model clients in my Crowding that whole space because that gets a lot that's get confusing. The only person that's gonna end up in my CRM is gonna be the person that I choose. Okay, because I'm gonna send them a booking link. And the reason why I'm gonna send them a booking link is because I'm gonna need them to sign a contract and pay a retainer. Okay. So back to the questionnaire. We got their name, their phone number, their email, their social media handles. So if you're not having them email you and DMing you pictures and information, you can do their social media handles and go through and do a deep dive into who they are. When was the last time they had pictures? If you want a family session, is dad showing up in the pictures? Okay, does dad look happy in the pictures? I don't necessarily go off physical. That's not something that I'm necessarily looking for as far as if like what they look like. But I tend to always choose people of color first first and foremost period and that's just because that's who I serve the most and so one thing that I will look at as far as any type of physical attribute is like if I'm providing clothing sometimes I need to know physically would they be able to fit the pieces that I have for them okay that is the only physical thing that I would take into consideration So we have their social media handles because we want to do a deep dive into who they are. And then you want to make sure you ask all the questions related to what you're looking for in your questionnaire. So if you're looking for a family, okay, how many kids do you have? What are their ages? What are their names? And you don't really have to get the names right now if you don't want to, but at least what are their ages? Will dad want to participate? Is he kind of grumpy? Is he love? Does he love photos? I can get a little bit of the information. I always ask them if they're able to purchase anything that I need them to purchase. That is a deal breaker for me because sometimes I just need you to be able to purchase shoes or bras and panties or a bathing suit. I usually provide most everything else. But if you're not able to purchase what I need, then this is this is not going to work. If you want them to rent something, are you able to rent? Like, if you want them to pay for the studio space, are they able to do that? So always ask if there's going to be any money that needs to be paid somewhere. Ask if they can do it. Then you want to ask them if they are okay with you posting the images online. I know that sounds like 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 there's like they're supposed to right that's a given that's the whole point of this but no sometimes people don't and sometimes people will sign up for model calls and they will want to be they're going to be like hey can I choose which images you use online no you can't because you're going to pick stuff that I probably don't like and that's normal so you want to have that on there and there was something else Oh, you know what I require too? This is under the requirements. They have to be following me on Instagram. A lot of times people will share your information and you'll have strangers signing up for your email and they don't even support you enough to like give you that follow. Now, do you have to follow me forever? No, but you're going to follow me for that. But every little thing that you're asking should be something that is a qualifier. When I'm going through and checking to see who I want to use, I'm going to check and be like, okay, for my last one, it was maternity. How many weeks pregnant are they? Because that's something that I want to know. Oh, you're you're too far along, so no, I can't use you. Okay, well, you did everything right. Are you following me on social media? Oh, you're not? Okay, then that's a no. And I know that sounds harsh, but I've been burned so many times. I'm at the point now where... I'm not desperate to do this, so I'm not going to settle for anything less than what is required under my requirements, okay? Because I'm providing the clothes. If I'm doing a studio, I'm paying the studio, but all you have to do is show up, okay? That's it. And sometimes people make that really, really hard. So we have the back end set up. We have our questionnaire set up. You can do a questionnaire through what is it, jot form, Google Forms, whatever kind of form you want. Sometimes it is easier to do a jot form or something like that because you can really keep track of all the submissions, especially if you don't have a lot of forms funneling through your systems. And then if you want to do like a one-page landing page, you can always do Flowdesk. I don't use Flowdesk anymore, but I have before and that works perfectly. But make sure that everybody is going through a questionnaire process and not only for you, but it adds a little level of like, oh, she means serious. This isn't no no bootleg stuff over here. This is like really, really serious. And she's being very, very professional. You want to keep it professional and aligned with your business, even though they're not paying for anything. Okay? So... One of the things you need to have ready before I move on to step three is make sure your contract and your model releases are ready to go. Now, you're not going to have them sign that, but this is just part of that back-end process that you need to have prepped and ready. If you don't have a model release, you can go to like the Law Talk or if you have a CRM, they usually will have a model release in there. You need to have them sign something. This saves you legally if anything is to happen and you need to make sure there's information in there. I have two separate model leases one for model calls and then one for like my clients but for model calls on that one it's kind of like a mini contract and it does specify like hey you're going to be paying a retainer and this is why okay so number three we are at the point where you have everything ready to go your visuals are ready your questionnaires are ready if you have a landing page your links are ready you need to make sure that if you are posting these somewhere like Instagram, if you have like bio sites or anything that contains all your links, you have a link in there. And then I usually text the link to myself because my, my Apple products are together. And so if I'm working on my computer, I will text the link to me for me to have access to it on my, on my phone. So whenever I post it on, on Instagram, I'm going to do it usually in a story. Most of the time it's a story. I do suggest though, if you want to reach a broader audience, post it in your, um, in your post section too, and you can boost it if you want it to. I'm, I'm, I'm all for boosting on Instagram. It's very, very helpful. Okay. And that's one of the reasons why you need those people to be following you, because if you boost it, you're going to get more followers and that's the goal too. So once you get them on your platform and they see how great your work is, some of them leave, but some of them stay. Okay. Okay. So we're getting ready to post this on Instagram. We have all our links ready to go so we can add the links wherever we need to. So when you're posting it on Instagram, make sure you have a picture. It could be yours. It could be the location. Just don't use somebody else's picture. Just don't do that. That's when using somebody else's picture is wrong. You don't want to do that. So you want to do that. And then on top of that picture, you want to... Talk about the model call, like, hey, model call, I'm looking for a family of five, this date, this time, this location, and then a little, little brief explanation or description of of the type of family that you're looking for. So I would normally say, hey, I'm looking for a super fun, non-shy family that is open to being outdoors, exploring the location. You can say anything and making sure that they're okay with like hugging and loving on each other and no grumpy dads. That's the type of stuff that you want to say, whatever your description is. So for my recent one, you know, I did solo models and I needed solo models for maternity. And I usually just I don't really put a description for that because the description is you're pregnant and that's like the number one thing. But if I had to put a description, if I really, really had to, I would say a few things like, hey, I'm looking for a pregnant mama between 27 and 32 weeks. That's open to bare belly imagery. I want to do an intimate setting. So it's just mama only. I need mama to be 100% comfortable in front of the camera yada 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 you know just stuff like that so make sure that you have that in your social media posts and then link to wherever you want them to go or if you say dm me let them dm you that's fine that's a personal preference so whenever i post mine i will link it to my my creative session page and i keep this page i just change the title so that it's not always available to people but um, i just change the information that i'm looking for and then they can fill out their questionnaire. But I'll get back to the selected person and then I will, like I already told you before, I'll send them the model call guide and then I will go from there. During this onboarding process, you need to make sure they have the opportunity to ask you all the questions, okay? So this is this is part of number four. I didn't say that, but this is number four. We're selecting our models, okay? They check all the boxes and I'm sending them my model call guide. I'm having them look at it. They give me a thumbs up, like, hey, I'm ready to go. Then I'm going to send them a booking link, okay? The reason why I send them a booking link is because I want them to go through my CRM. I want them to have all the workflows for the model. So as soon as they book, they're going to get a confirmation email and then some other emails to follow. This also helps because in my CRM, I keep all of my locations and descriptions for the sessions in there so all I have to do is auto like populate that email and it's good to go. okay. So make sure that they have the opportunity to answer or you answer all their questions. Some questions that come up like I had one recently like, hey, it's gonna be cold outside. What happens about the weather? Okay, so if the weather gets to weathering, Because my models are pregnant, I have to tell them like, hey, there is a chance that we will have to cancel the session altogether. And that's one of the reasons why I provide the clothing is because I would hate for my mom. I don't even make them get their hair and makeup done. I'm okay with whatever they can come up with because I would hate for them to schedule something in Houston. It's just crazy. And they've invested money in clothing and hair and makeup. And then I have to cancel it because of the weather because they're pregnant There is no guarantee that I'm going to be able to circle back around and do another date. And that's just me being honest. A lot of times when I'm planning model calls, I'm planning two or three at a time. And if something happens where I can't do yours, I just can't do it. And I hate that, but that's just how it is. But mostly because you're pregnant. (laughs) I don't want to wait two or three weeks to try to do it again. You might have a baby by then. Okay? So... Make sure that you you specify everything. This is your chance to be open and honest and, and lay it all out there. And the right model for you will understand it, accept it, and do everything they need to do with no questions asked. Every time I have a horrible session, it's because the red flags were there and I ignored it. Okay? They were there. They were there. And I had some last year that were just like... And they were maternity. Yeah, there was a couple where I was just like, "Oh m g, what was I thinking?" There were so many red flags, and I should have shut it down. This year, I had one red flags. I shut it down. I did. I was like, "I'm sorry, it, it. We're not gonna be able to do it. If if you don't like what I have going on here, I totally understand if it's a hard no for you. But I'm not butching. <laughs> so, I'm putting them through my CRM." they are going to be signing their contract and paying the retainer through there. Okay. That is very, very, very helpful because everything they need is right there. But I wanted to talk to you guys about the retainer real quick. So when I choose clients, past clients to work with, I don't make them pay a retainer because I've already know them and I can text them and then I can say something if they decide to be jerks and not show up, I will say something. But with people that I don't know, there are times where these people will have you out here planning a whole session and they will leave you high and dry because there is no commitment on their end. They didn't have to do anything. So you need to be charging like at least a $100 retainer and it is refundable. As soon as they show up to the session, you can give it back. As soon as the session is done, You can give it back, but a hundred dollars is not too much. They're getting it back charge it. Do not be afraid to take it. That is going to hold them accountable, but it also gives you a little bit of something if something falls through because you're going to be investing something. You're going to either investing, I mean, investing your time is enough. People don't realize that like we're investing a lot of time into this. So we really need you to just hold up your end of the bargain. So Do the retainer and don't even think twice about it. Now, if you are looking to monetize your model call, you want to make any type of additional income off your model calls, you need to limit the amount of pictures that you are giving to your client. Okay. Did you hear that? Okay. Don't give them all the images. So you can do this two ways and this. And when I'm saying you can do this two ways, I'm talking about the galleries. Okay. So you can do where you fully edit the whole gallery and you have them select the the certain amount. I do five images. Most of the time, sometimes I do 10. It just depends on how I'm feeling. So, but I don't go more than 10. 10 is my max. I don't care who you are. 10 is my max. (laughs) Now, You can do a proofing gallery. You can do it where you send the rods and you have them selected. And then, you know, you edit their images, whichever ones they select. You can do a soft proofing where you do a light edit. Now, I will say this. Let me, yeah, I'm going to say this. I'm going to just go ahead and go along with this. When I am soft proofing, here's my thought process about soft proofing. And you can get my free soft proofing or proofing guide on how I do my proofing step-by-step through pixie set okay I'm gonna link that too in the show notes but we own these images we know we own these images we know that your clients kind of know that now when they make their selections I'm gonna edit theirs but of course I'm gonna edit all the stuff that I want to period but if you do soft proofing and they get to see just the light edit. You have the opportunity to upsell on either raw or soft proofing. But here's the difference. A lot of times clients are really out here asking for raws. They don't know what raws look like. Or maybe they do. And they don't realize how ugly they are. Like, There's nothing great about raw images. The file type is off. The, what are you going to do with these large NEFs? Minus Nikon. NEFs, okay? What are you going to do with these? Seriously, what are you going to do with it? So when I'm sending my soft proofing gallery, I recently started adding to where they could get the as is options. And and you have to think like a lot of photographers do do this, but I don't know. Some people really just feel like, oh, it doesn't match my brand. Well, if you do a soft proofing and you call it as is, yes, it does. So what I do is... I have a price which is extremely high, extremely high for me to fully edit the whole gallery. And when I'm doing, I don't sell a single image, I sell groups of images, tens by tens. I don't want to send you an invoice for $20, okay? I'm not doing it. So we can do this two ways. You can do a full gallery upgrade, which is gonna be five, six hundred dollars, depending on the amount of images. I do base it on the amount of images. I try to keep it as fair as possible. Where I go in and I have to spend hours editing the images. Okay. Well your session comes with five images and I am gonna edit those regardless of, you know, of what you decide. But if you want to upgrade to a full as is gallery where you get everything how you see it minus those 5 you can for a lower price point you're going to get rid of those images anyway and this is unpopular opinion this is just my thought process because i'm i'm not i'm not super petty with clients i just don't see the point i'm really about to delete these images like i don't keep raws i only keep the selected images and that's it and then my favorites that is all i'm not I'm not storing a bunch of gigabytes of people's images that they didn't want. That just sounds crazy to me. Unless I really love the session, I have to love the session. And I know I'm going to go back and I'm going to use every image, right? And so, sell, upgrade the gallery to as is and just let them have the soft proofs. And you still only have to edit the five, you don't have to do any extra work. You already did it. And you can get extra $200. Ain't that crazy? That sounds great, right? It sounds great to me. So I do do that. Now, not everybody takes me up on that. A lot of people do it in the fall, though. I'm not even going to lie. A lot of people do it in the fall. Not so many do it with the model calls, but it's just an opportunity. Whenever a client comes to me like, oh, my God, this is so hard to pick. Well, you don't have to pick. Choose your 20 if it's like a, a gallery or like a regular one. And then you can have the rest as is. Like they can crop their own image like, you can crop it. I don't do anything but through the preset. I don't do anything else. So think about it. Think about it. Okay. So we we did the session. We're sending them their galleries. We're letting them choose a selected amount of images. And you don't have to overwork by editing more if you're doing a soft proof or raw gallery proof. So when people choose their five, I'm like, all right, here's your five images. I can have those five images back to you the next day. That's fine with me. So, but like I said, if you want to make some extra money, think about all the ways you can do that within this gallery. Okay. Now I will say, if I start requiring people to purchase like more than just underwear, I will up my gallery count because I want to be fair. You know, that's just me. I am, I try to be as fair as possible. I don't like to cheat people out of anything, but I do value my time. So, Use your best judgment whenever you're choosing the amount of images that you want to give your model call clients. Like I said, I usually do five or 10. I feel like that's decent if I'm providing everything. Now, one other thing you might want to do, okay? This is something I started last year and I actually really, 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 really really love doing this, okay? I said that so many times, I'm sorry. But I do a model call waitlist, okay? So hear me out. I basically create a web page on my website, just a page, and it is a waitlist. I call it the creative session waitlist. I really don't say model call very often. I say creative session more so. And so what it is is a description of what I'm looking for, for the future. So I will tell moms like every three months, I'm like, hey, have you signed up for... My model call waitlist. if you or anybody you know is like 20, maybe 24 weeks pregnant as of today, sign up for this. And I have all the requirements on there, like, hey, you know, the session, the future session would be bare belly. It would be styled, completely styled. You know, I would reach out to you via email. If you are selected, it could be any time between during your pregnancy from here on out. And what you can do is you have these people in your waitlist. You don't have a session planned yet, but whenever you're ready to do something, you have a catalog. Now, you can use all those people that applied for your previous model calls and you can circle back to them. But if you want to do something a little different, have a waitlist, okay? I used my waitlist a lot last year especially for motherhood stuff, I would just go down the list. I'm like, okay, this mom has three kids. Let me see, do I have clothing for that? And realistically, I only do motherhood sessions with like one child, but sometimes I needed more. And I would just go through the list and look look them up online, make sure they were following me. And I would reach out to them and I would build a session around them. You can do that. When, when you are going through all your submissions for your model call keep it on a, in a folder on your computer like and label it model call so you can have like a list of people to reference and go back to i will say my biggest tip for you is to always start with your clients it is a big incentive for your clients to keep coming back to you if every now and then you use them for a free session. Now, I wouldn't use them if they weren't good clients. Now, we that should be obvious at this point, right? But... I would definitely use them if you felt like they had the vibe you were looking for. Either they were just a little bit more carefree. They weren't stuffy and uptight during your session. If you noticed that they had a little bit of style and swag, definitely use them. If you had a good time and ease to being around them in general, you should use them. I prefer that. Honestly, I'm getting to the point now where I really don't want a whole bunch of strangers. I mean, I'm gonna have to use some strangers, but I'm telling you strangers are difficult to work with if they don't know you or they don't follow you and they're just here because they heard about a free session. Those are the hardest ones, okay? So, let me just tell you a couple of like situations that I've ever I've had with models. So, I've had models. I, there was a, a a season in my life where I had models and I would go through like, I, I knew I always wanted to shoot neutrals. I love neutrals so much. I feel like it's timeless and classic. And I remember having a conversation with a lady about her family and I told her what I wanted to, I just gave her a color palette. I didn't tell her anything specific. Right. And... When I got to the session, when I tell you, they were all wearing like 50 shades of gray. I felt so defeated and I almost, I really didn't even want to do the session. Like they just looked like they went to Old Navy and just got a whole bunch of gray stuff. (sighs) That happens a lot. There was that one season where I was just like, if I show up to one more model call session and these people have on clothes that I don't want, I'm just going to drive away. That's what I wanted to say to myself. I'm just going to drive away. Last year, I had the lady that wanted to know specifically, like, you know, did she have to pick the images? And we ended up working together and she was really dope. But those things just add that little to your to the vibe when you're going through the process. Right. And so I had a lady show up in random shoes and that's because I didn't specify. I did tell her neutral shoes, but the shoes that she had on, I was just like, what the hell is this? Like, and that's what I was thinking, like, what are, what? And so when I say you have to be specific with everything, you have to be like, these are the type of shoes. Now they don't have to be the exact ones, but these have to be the type of shoes. And please, for the love of God, do not let people shop in their closet and change up the whole entire session because they don't want to purchase something all of a sudden. If you get any red flags, cancel it and put it in your contract. Like if for any reason, are my vision and your expectations don't align, I'm going to have to move on to someone else. It And it's like that. You're going to thank yourself. I mean, you're going to pat yourself on the back. You're going to be like, thank God I dodged that bullet. Let me see. Last year, and I'm not dogging any of my clients. I appreciate anybody that's ever volunteered to work with me. But sometimes there's just situations that just make you feel a little... Sad. So I showed up to a maternity session last year that I was doing, and the lady was like, Yeah, I just had my maternity photos done with this one guy. And granted, we knew we were doing this like a month in advance. And I was like, You literally hired somebody else to take your maternity pictures, even though you were coming here. And the crazy thing is, you could have just hired me. Like, that's the type of stuff. <laughs> oh child let me tell you if you think that your model call people will hire you like in the future it is very rare and you need to go in there thinking that because it is rare let me tell you i probably i've probably only converted like 20 30 percent of my models strangers into like paying clients so Go in there with that in mind and you'll realize like, this is why I only get five images because most of these people will never invest in me anyway. They weren't invested in me before this. Like, why am I going to give them everything? That's how I feel. Even though I should be grateful for them. I am. But you as a photographer, you're going to put in so much time and effort into that. And you gotta, you gotta, you, you gotta keep that mentality. Like this is a mutual relationship You will have clients trying to turn a free session into an extended family session. They're going to invite their mom and you have to stand your ground. They're going to tell you, hey, I can't meet at this time. Can we do this? Hey, I need to reschedule. Stand your ground. There's going to be times where they're going to say, hey, you know what? I changed my mind. I don't want you posting my pictures on Instagram. What? Then what? (laughs) No, we're not doing it then. So you just have to be really, really confident in everything. And if you put it all out there and someone goes forward, just know that they know everything. All the expectations for them are out there. And you don't have to be, you don't have to do that guessing game. You don't have to assume that they know that you're going to do X, Y, and Z. So That's pretty much it. I'm trying to think since I still have you here, if there's anything else I would want you to know as far as model calls, this is everything that I do. I literally will plan. I usually plan model calls like in months in advance, just like in my head. Um, we already know that I'll be in San Antonio doing a model call, which I have to send my styling to my family. Um, I'm going to be doing this one in San Antonio. I just did one, a maternity studio one, and then I'm going to be doing one in April, which I need to contact her. I didn't want to contact around Valentine's Day, but I do need to contact her by today, Friday, and let her know that we're on for the date. And I I am going to be driving. So there's time that I'm invested. I'm driving in San Antonio. I am going with my friend. I'm super excited. We're both photographers. and We're going together. I'm trying to get her to go to Oklahoma still but she can't. I'm pretty sure she can't. But anyhow, but the reason why I am traveling for my model calls is because I just want more in my portfolio. So every summer I do this thing called black people on the beach. Okay. So my whole situation is I love shooting Black families. Like I said, I love shooting all families, but I love shooting us. I love trying to create those Pinterest worthy images that you see that inspire everyone, but with us in it. Okay. And I really have this idea of like shooting Black families in locations all over the U.S., and that is my dream. So, but I also do this locally. So every summer I'll do the beach. And I'm like, Black people love the beach. Now, I didn't say the water. I'm saying the beach. We love it. At least I do, right? But why aren't we taking more photos there? So I'm getting ready to start that series. I did it last year with, I did two maternity, one motherhood, and one family. And it's not easy for me. I have to drive and I usually have to take my kids with me to the beach. And it's usually like an hour and 10 minutes to the spot that I go to, okay? Okay. I don't just go to Galveston and have this random spot. I think, I think a couple people know where it is. And so it's not, it's a lot of work for me to do that, but I love doing it. So this year, I know I have one family that I'm going to reach out to. I'm going to be using past clients because I love to give them free sessions for projects because it just solidifies our relationship as client photographer because it's like a gift to them. So I'm going to be doing at least three families that I know of. I think I'm going to reach out to one family that's um, a family of three. One's going to be a family of five and one's going to be a family of six, which is going to be a lot because styling that many people is really, really hard. It's not as easy as you think to style. I'm supposed to be sending my styling for one of my families, but I'm waiting for something specific. And I just want to make sure that I have all my options as far as clothing because spring clothing hasn't been really released yet and I need spring clothing. And that's the only thing that's holding me back. But she's going to have to purchase a few things like from this. And I'm trying to keep it budget friendly, but I do not do Amazon clothes. We're not, we're not doing that. Um, But styling is actually really, really difficult because you also have to take into account of like their skin tones and this is a a mixed family so I have to have a lot of contrast too but it's gonna be amazing I um when I did my model call my maternity model call I had literally one image in my mind and the fact that it took me 45 minutes to get that one image because you have to wait for your model sometimes to warm up was crazy but I got it Sometimes you just have one idea and you want to execute it and you have to make sure you have the right person. I don't want to say that there are so many pros and cons to doing a model call session. I just want you to leave this episode knowing that the biggest pro ever is the fact that you're a creative, you are an artist and being able to create art without that pressure of the money involved is a whole different ball game, entirely different ball game. Okay, it's so freeing. Now you do need to make money, so you have to do those other sessions. Sometimes I feel like I just do the other sessions to pay my bills, and I do my creative sessions to fuel my soul. That's how I feel, and I don't know. It's something like every time I leave a session that was just a fire emoji, fire emoji. Fire, fire, fire. I literally feel like, dang, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, that's how you feel. So, you need to be doing them. And then, my last tip for this entire episode would be if you do not want to go through the process of planning from finding the location, finding the models, finding wardrobe, all of those things, because regardless, you're going to have to pay some type of money, you might as well look into finding shootouts style shoots depending on what genre there's not a lot of family style shoots just going on around there but there is you just haven't tapped into it yet it's called find a photographer that you love some of them do shadow sessions where they'll plan a whole session where you can just come and get content it's not a mentorship where it's like you get education it's literally like hey you want to watch me shoot and shoot alongside me that's a thing I've done it before a couple times. So style shoots, sa- shadow sessions, you can do um, content days with some of your photographers where they set up multiple days of just shooting content. And if you have a photographer that doesn't like openly offer shadow s- sessions, that is a tongue twister. Just reach out to them and ask. I know I do and I do a couple a year. I don't do a whole lot but I don't think people know that they exist, but what you're paying that person is what they're paying to like, make sure the session is good. Now I'm kind of bummed because I feel like I don't have a lot of like amazing locations anymore. They're all getting developed. So I have to kind of reinvent the wheel a little bit, but Just think about it like that. If you want to make your life a little easier and you don't want to have to deal with anything and you kind of want to watch somebody do a session and run it and shoot it, shadow, okay? Shadow. Reach out to your favorite photographer and shadow. But make sure it aligns with where you're trying to go with your business. Um, There's nothing worse than investing in any type of education because of you just liking the person or you just like how they shoot, but it really doesn't align with what you want to create as an artist. Don't do that. Okay. And that's, that's the honest truth. Don't do that. Make sure that everything that you're creating for your business, that's on your time, on your dime, is going to help propel your business forward. That is the goal and not financially, you don't. it doesn't have to be about money, but just, making sure that you're putting out imagery that is true to the stuff that you want to create in the future or just in general. Okay. And then another thing too, if you are a photographer and you are not black or brown or of color and you want to add more diversity into your portfolio, this is a question that was asked once before and I was like, well, I want to shoot more families of color but I I don't have I don't know how to word that into my model call or anything like that. And my response to this question was, a as a black woman, if I see a non-black woman asking to shoot a black family, I'm just gonna be like, what the hell? I'm gonna be honest. But this is how you go about it. And I understand people want diversity. I understand that. And this is coming from like a genuine place. Make friends with photographers from different backgrounds and shoot them. Photographers are great models. Make sure it aligns because you have some photographers that prefer pose pictures. You have some that want like, um, what is it when you have like really nice backdrops and all that stuff? You have fine art, like you have different genre of photographers for a reason. Find a photographer friend that aligns with stuff that you want to create in the future and use their family as a model. So if you're a non, you know, woman of color, I don't know how to really put that, make friends outside of your inner circle, genuine friendships with them. That is how you diversify your portfolio by asking them to be in front of your camera. Another way to do it would just be like at your children's daycare. If you see a family all the time and you start that hi how are you doing have a good day and it just keeps leading to something else you can use that um I've I've used people that I've met at the park before like hey you sitting there talking to this mom while our kids play do that if you are struggling finding words to diversify your portfolio just you're gonna have to kind of go around that and just Put yourself in an environment where you can make, develop a little relationships with people and then ask them to be in front of your camera. And like I said, that is coming from a very genuine place because I know that a lot of times people want that. I'm very blessed that I have families of all backgrounds that hire me. I don't only shoot black families. I shoot a lot of different cultures all the time. And I love that. I really do, but the core of who I am and what I do is is I'm black. That's my culture, that's my that's my vibe. That's what I can relate to. Like, I know everything about being a black person. So, it's easy for me. But I hope as always that you found this helpful. I will have all the notes down there. I'm going to get better at my notes, guys. Just like I'm getting better at recording these podcasts without all the filler words. Yes, I'm proud of myself. In six months, it's just like, this is going to be amazing. I told myself that I'm going to commit to this and I'm going to do it every week, no matter what. Because I've known so many photographers start podcasts and then they just disappear. And so showing up and being consistent is a big thing for me. So if you are here and you are listening and you gained anything from this, I appreciate you. And Just know that I do like type some of this stuff out. And so sometimes I do skip around a little bit because it's actually like, who wants to read what they typed? I'm out here just, just flowing sometimes. So anywho, you guys, happy Friday. Enjoy your day. And I will be back next week.